is intended for mature audiences and contains adult content, graphic language, graphic violence, nudity, and strong sexual content. Viewer discretion is advised. Like, we'll leave it up to you. But you gotta know about this stuff before getting into this whole thing, you know? I mean, straight up, one guy gets his face bitten off by a raccoon. And we show it. Oh man, do we show it. Real big close-up. And we spoke to a scientist to make sure it was, you know, physically correct and whatever. We said, hey, scientist guy, like, how much damage could a raccoon realistically do? And he told us a, a lot. Recording. And he's cool. And he's Kate. And he's Big Duke. On today's new. Ah, uh, shit, I lost it. Oh, never mind. I came back. We're golden, everybody. Sorry. Right. You remain cakes here. Just had a little brain fart action. Uh, I also just ate a fly in case you were curious. So, uh, <laughs> uh still a little on the horse side. Um, but yeah, no, we, we all, we, we, we were talking and we decided we're going to be doing this new episode every week. New special, little new special thing for you is here coming into the, the, the uh, fall season. Uh, it's going to be cool kegs on tap. Conspiracies, monsters, and more. Uh, and with that being said, Mr. Dukey, you want to start us off with the uh, first one we're going to chit-chat about? Yeah. Yeah, the first one I have is, uh, I call it a Louisiana vampire tale. Interesting. About a dude in 1902 named Jacques St. Germain in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, he was a socialite, womanizer, had a ton of money and had lavish parties. You know, rumors started spreading about him through high society how uh, how he was different. Like when he would have dinners, he would never be seated at dinner. He would be there, but he would never eat or anything like that. And uh, he always just drank his wine. And uh, he had a special, uh, uh, you know, wine cellar for his wine and he, he drank his wine well you know rumors were spread about him about his womanizing and things like that and uh he always said he was descended from a uh comp de Saint Germain who was a confidant and friend of Louis the 15th and they were strikingly similar I mean they looked almost like twins anyway one night uh I heard a woman scream there near his place. Well, this woman had bailed off his balcony, landed on the street, and had run down the street screaming. And uh, she was from the French Quarter. She's a prostitute. And she was screaming, saying this man had bit her. So he attacked her in his place and bit her. And um, and that's what she's screaming about. The cops, whatever, got there. They uh, sent her to the hospital. Well, they didn't press it with a uh, Jacques St. Germain, you know, they still just come in in the morning. Let's talk about it. We think she's just crazy. Anyway, he didn't show up. 
and uh, they went to his house and got in his house and they were going to find but the place was basically empty and they found some blood on the floor wasn't like you know they couldn't test it back then but it wasn't where she was talking about she was at in the house but they found in the wine cellar all this wine and all this wine was infused with blood like heavily infused with blood and they'd never seen this man again well in 1970, there was this uh, dude named Richard uh, Shem. Uh, I'm pronouncing the last name. Trying to think. Uh, Shem Shafray. Shafray, I think, is what it was. In 1970, who claimed he was the Comte de Saint Germain in the past? Well, yeah, he looks strikingly similar too. And I'll send pics. I've got pictures of pics of all these people. Anyway. Going to the story of this is Doc St. Germain. All right. The Comte de St. Germain was around and lived in the palace with Louis XV, King of France. He was a uh, eccentric, very eccentric. He was a uh, high had money, uh, didn't know really where he come from, didn't talk about his past, and he would not divulge his real name. The only person that knew his real name was Louis XV. And Louis the Fifteenth always alluded to the fact that he was protecting someone from a royal family. So you know that could have possibly, probably been the Comte de Saint Germain. Anyway, this guy was known by his contemporaries that he ne- they always said he never aged. And all of his paintings of him that were portrayed always show him around the age of forty, which is the same age as a uh, Jacques Saint Germain. <coughs> And um, this guy was known for being an alchemist, an excellent musician. He played multiple instruments. Uh, he was a linguist. They said he could make diamonds appear basically out of midair. He could turn stones to gems. And he talked, told all these stories about how had conversations with Cleopatra and how he was at these different things of history, these epic times of history, say 500 years in the past. And um, and made it all seem real that he just disappeared one day. And uh, the whole conspiracy is that this one guy that and you can look at the when you see the painting and the pic and painting of these two guys, Jacques Saint Germain and Comte de Saint Germain, they look identical, and they think that it's the same. The guy was a vampire, and he made it throughout history, and he he came from France over to New Orleans, you know. And uh, ended up in New Orleans and was there for many years and uh, disappeared from there. I don't know where he went. You know, it's kind of follows like the, the, what, the Anne Rice interview of the vampire tale. Mm-hmm. But this is the real thing. To this day, they say that Jacques Saint Germain may be in New Orleans when people disappear. Uh, or they have a, a weird killing or something. You know, he, he can be blamed for it. And you can actually visit his house still near the French Quarter. In New Orleans to this day, but that was a first story. Yeah, it's kind of a spooky vampire thing. I thought well, it was cool. And uh, the pictures you send us, uh, you know, they'll be overlaid here, um, including his, you know, sent sent us pictures of him, you know, both uh, eras and uh, the house and all that. And well, yeah, we'll overlay that as you're explaining that. But I. Uh, 
Yeah, it sounds a whole lot like uh, that Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, that's probably that's probably what what the base was. Well, fuck. Um, I don't, I don't even know what to say about that shit. That's <laughs> wow. Would you guys want to live forever? Uh, I guess I guess that would depend on the on the mode of which I had to endure. So, like, uh, as a vampire. Would, would, would you uh... well I know I, I'm following that but like, like obviously this sounds like more of a tamed down vampire like a fucking twilight type vampire um so you'd instead be more... of like, like blade, instead of like blade where it's like you know the thirst you know if anyone's ever watched the blade trilogies mm-hmm. yeah I did, they, did know, they did say that nobody ever remembers seeing him out in daylight and it was the same with the comp Saint Germain he was always near dark or at night was when he was most active around the palace and everything see and that's interesting he was very rarely far from Louis the 15th I don't know which that's that's clout when you're pulling that kind of clout (laughs) that's true (laughs) that's true alright Cakes do you uh, because I don't know what to say about that at all I'm just now learning Uh, (laughs) Do you have anything you want to talk I'd about? Na- I'd heard the name before, but I hadn't actually gotten that good of an in-depth, um, you know, walkabout through it. So that was that was that was interesting. I, I like that. That was a good one, Doogie. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, and uh, sure. we'll have we'll have all those pictures uh, overlay this. But uh, what about you, Cakes? Do you have a do you have a cryptid or, or a paranormal story conspiracy? Well, I like. I figured I'd start it off with something that I feel like is actually fairly easily explained. Person, just from my personal views on it, but I, uh, the Bermuda Triangle, okay, is a is a big one in in you know. I, I guess not so much as today, but it, it was like a big thing. You know, when most when all of us were were younger. And you think it's easily explained? You know, I, I do. I honestly do feel like it's easily easily explained. You know, I mean, and, and I mean, a couple, just a couple of the notable disappearances. Obviously, everyone knows the story of Flight 19. Yeah. Um, not finding their way back to shore and all that, or even I don't even think they made it to the islands where they were training at. No. 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 They were uh, um, trying to turn around. Actually. Uh, what about the cyclops? Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, what about the Cyclops? The Cyclops is an interesting one. The Cyclops is an interesting one. That is, uh... I, I, that was the one that really got me kind of interested. You know, people like, oh, you know, you still see her drifting around. which And, and that's possible. Even into, even into the, with today's maritime technology, you know, they're, they still have, you know, quote-unquote quote ghost ships that just fucking like the crew abandons or whatever. And yeah, people I, see it. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Flight that thing I'm saying about flight 19, but wasn't there didn't also wasn't there one of the rescue planes that went out looking for them just here? They did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the Catalinas did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the Catalinas. Yeah. That's crazy. I so, mean, because Catalinas. Yeah, I believe. What do you guys I think about it the? Was two days after the the initial disappearance. Uh, one of the Catalinas that was out uh, surveying one of the areas where they may have have flown over, uh, looking for for debris on the ocean. Yeah, that one. One of them never came back. So, so do you think well, it's just? Uh, 
you know, basically, do you think that's, I don't know, I guess, the result of... I think of Cyclops that, is somewhere on the bottom. Uh, yeah, so, so you think it's a result of, like, the square mileage of the Bermuda Triangle and the odds, or... You know? Oh, here, okay, so like I was saying, like I was saying, though, like I said, even, even with today's standards, ships can go completely just poof. You know, there was one ship, and I forget the fucking name of it right now, which is driving me nuts, but it was actually being towed to be repaired, and the tether snapped, and for somehow or another, it just got away from the, from the fucking other ship. Don't ask me how you lose a ship, but they lost a ship. And people still see that ship just randomly floating around the fucking Atlantic. Uh, yeah, I know the story. Yeah. I don't know the name either, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, and, that, and it, it, it's it, currents and winds and everything else. They fucking God only knows where they where they go. But there's literally you can look it up. There's thousands of just empty fucking vessels floating around the sea. That's true. In Alaska, especially, there's there's one that. Uh, was seen over like 40 year period because of the ice pack and shit it got stuck in the ice pack and uh because of the flows and shit people seen it several times took pictures and shit but ghost ships in general right. so you said it was right, easily explained right, exactly. so it's 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 interesting it's definitely it's interesting that it can happen you know they just fucking go poof even with all the satellite technology we have you know, something as big as a fucking ship. And I'm not talking even little ones. I mean, there's a couple of full-blown fucking, like, Carnival Crew, not Carnival specifically, but Ocean Liner cruise yeah. ship styles. There's a couple of them out there just fucking chilling somewhere. Well, the high, the, the Cyclops was, like, a 150-foot-plus vessel. I mean, it was huge. It was like a crane uh, vessel. Uh, Cy- Cyclops was a cargo ship. Um, and as far as lengths, I want to say... I want to say, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a small vessel by any means. No, no, and it, it, um, it had a crane on it. I mean, that's that's basically. I'm what actually, I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, my, my my internet connection is a little slow. I'm trying to trying to Google it right now, real quick, so we can have accurate uh, data. But I know uh, uh, hundred feet, hundred fifty. No, is it around five hundred and forty-two feet? So that was a good size ship. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew 150 wasn't right. I'm like, that ain't right, that ain't right. Wow. It was a big bill. It was a big boy. I know that. But why is it easy... Why is the Bermuda Triangle easily explained? Can you explain that? Over 9,000 long johns. What'd you say, Duke? You guys were talking over each other. What's that, Duke? Yeah, what'd you say, Duke? It's 500 feet long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why is the Bermuda Triangle... Why is it easy to easily explained? Is it just the size, or no? So if you look at the geography under the under the lay of the ocean, there, that area of the Earth is known for very large and very expansive methane deposits. Well, when methane is released via some kind of seismic activity, pressure building over time, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it releases bubbles. Mm-hmm. Bubbles in the water could create create displacement problems and could make water less buoyant. Therefore, your boat will sink. So you're talking about super displacement, correct? Yeah, yeah. So and that's which. Go ahead. Go which, ahead. if they're going over a three mile section of ocean with methane, you know, erupting out of the out of the the bottom, you're going down, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen real fast. 
here's the thing that, 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 now, that I'm answer, uh, asking. What about electric fog and the planes? What about all the plane disappearances? Okay, well, planes can be explained also by methane. Because methane, back in the days of up to even the early 90s, with some of the technologies that were used on board, methane would play hell with, with that kind of equipment. Yeah, that engine or whatever? It would, it, 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 well, it'll stall your engine for one. But it'll, like it's, it'll also get, if it gets into if it gets into your electrical system, it will cause just phantom freak fucking shit to happen. Well, and I'm sure I'm sure methane would make pilots disoriented too. I never thought about it like that. Well, that that as well. I mean, if you're sitting there breathing in a fucking fucked on a methane, yeah, you're gonna get a little bit wonky in the head. And then in the rest of it, I, there's like I mean, obviously. But let's say Captain. I want to say it was what Taylor was that his name in Flight 19, Flight Lead. It sounds, right. it sounds right. I mean, let, I mean, he supposedly had documented reports of saying his compass was just spinning. Yeah, yeah. There's recordings. The I old, think the, the old style, the old style compasses, and there's been a couple tests done on this. When exposed to ionizing radiation, they will spin like a motherfucker. You know, there's a whole new twist to this, right? What you got, Dookie? All right, the Cyclops had two sister ships. Yes, she did. Prote- the Proteus actually she had three. She had three. There was four. Four. She was. There was four of those made. Uh, was it Jason the fourth one? I can't remember what. I don't remember what the fourth one was, but I know there was four of those vessels made. I think she was. The, she was the second of four. The Proteus and Nearest both disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle too. Two of her sisters. Mm-hmm. So wow. there's three sister ships that disappeared in the same area. That's crazy. That is. That's but more than there's just also random. there's also so I and I don't I, I I didn't do a shit ton of homework on this. I'm not gonna lie. That's best, dude. Like, yeah, just us talking. But I did watch a documentary on specifically the Cyclops a few years back. And the captain of the Cyclops was German. Uh-huh. And so there is a the- conspiracy theory out there that that was actually one of the biggest uh, heists ever performed in, like, fucking world history was the captain of the Cyclops actually fucking ding that fucking motherfucker off and got it over to Germany and, and gave it to the Nazis. Really? Oh, yes, that is, that is that is one that is one of the, the the unproven as of now theories that has weight to it of something that could have happened because I want to say and I don't remember his name but he the, the the captain in question actually had family that was still over there and he was associated with certain people who who were partial to the Nazi party you know and it was it was it was actually a really interesting documentary dude that's that's nuts. Well, because uh, you mentioned conspiracy, I've got one, too. Um, I want to talk about, like, the idea that the moon landings were faked, right? So, from Stanley Kubrick to, uh, God knows, internet trolls, you know, spreading misinformation. But I can tell you this, uh, we know for sure, uh, with the admission of NASA, some of the photos were edited um, to look quote-unquote better 
Now, whatever that means, you know, I don't know. There's there's several conspiracies, like uh, whether Kubrick filmed the whole thing on a you know a soundstage versus you know, um, basically they retouched some photos and it changed some shit, right? The problem is, I guess at the end of the day, um, right now NASA says they don't have the technology to make it to the moon because they lost all the data um, from, what, 1967, whenever they hit the moon. And that that's always kind of fucking stuck with me. Like, how is it that we can't do the same thing we did almost 60 years ago? You guys have any thoughts on that? Well, I do know that there was a mirror placed on the moon. Again, well, I guess I don't say I should know. I know from a documentary that I watched that this experiment was done and it was validated, so take this or leave it. I suppose it could have been just dropped, but it probably would have shattered. But anyway, there's a mirror on the moon somewhere. And if you catch the right point on the points on the planet at the right time of day, you can shoot a laser up to the moon and have it reflect back to Earth. Never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard of that. You can't, then, that that is a thing that like the the, the astronauts left uh, while they were up there supposedly. Well, that's cool. I mean, again, I'm 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 not a uh, I'm not a proponent of necessarily it was faked. I think that. Uh, we likely did reach the moon. Uh, I just find it interesting that we can't make it back there. Um, at least with today's technology, which is interesting. Well, I find it interesting that they would say they can't make it back there, but yet we can land probes on Mars. Well, I mean, probes are different. They don't have to sustain life. I mean, so the Van Allen belt is one of the biggest uh, arguments with the conspiracy theorists. Uh Basically, the Van Allen belt it has enough radiation that you have to have almost like, uh, I, I can't remember the exact amount, but let's say a foot and a half to two foot of lead in case, encasement in the shuttle, right? To, to survive uh, the radiation when you go through the Van Allen belt, which is only about halfway there. Um, to do that, think of the weight. Lead is very heavy, and lead is what we use uh, to protect ourselves when we go get an X-ray, for example, or an MRI. Right. Well, are we talking about? You're talking about the, that that belt uh, is an area in space in between the, the the Earth and the Moon where the radiation from the sun pierces most. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's the Van Allen belt. Okay. The deal so, is, the deal is, is as far as NASA is concerned. In fact, this has been documented. NASA says they don't have the technology to do that again. Now, is that a hardware issue? Or is that a physics issue? I would say that it's a timing issue, logically speaking. By timing? Because if you... Well, okay. Well, so if we if we look at space and space travel, yes, you have to worry about that area. But what else is up there that rotates around the fucking Earth since what nineteen seventy some shit or another? The, the International Space Station travels through that area at great length. Now it's been documented via the space station that you can have up to seventeen hours with no radiation in that same distance area 
on the opposite side of the planet. So if you timed your leaving to where the moon would be accessible with the planet between you and the sun acting as a shield, hypothetically speaking, you could get through that danger zone and get to the moon without having to worry about as much radiation protection. Well, the only thing I can say to that, because I want to argue, I think this is a good debate. Um, this this entire oh, well, I mean, shoot. yeah this entire this entire series is a great great platform for us to debate. But um, if we could figure that out in 1967, why can't we do it now? Because back in 1967. <laughs> You had to be fifteen percent smarter than what you uh, than what you were doing to be able to accomplish the task. In today's standards, you only have to be about one to one point five percent smarter than what you're doing to accomplish the task. Back then, the reward was greater than the risk in their minds beating Russia to it. Now, it's uh, more or less. Uh, I guess it would be kind of redundant going back. There's, you know. But no, there's been conspiracies that they found something there and they're not going back. You well, know, there's all sorts of you, things you, floating around about the moon. And and that you make a great point, dude. Like the difference between uh, the people that were in control versus now. You make a fucking great point. The deal is, is like we uh, we we have all the history of the world on our on our telephone. And people refuse to to be smart. They they'd rather rely on that instead of anything that you know they retain. That's why I think this series example. We'll do this every week, but I think this series is 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 a perfect example and time capsule of uh, you know what 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 some people absorb versus what they don't. It doesn't mean one person is right and one isn't. It it just means. How did we get to, oh, to gonna, these conclusions? I'm going to blow y'all's mind. What you got? I found something. I know where something was. Huh? I know where something was. Plato. All the way from Plato, they've debated this, and I know where it is. Okay. I can show it to the map. Atlantis? I know where Atlantis was. Atlantis, yeah. I know exactly where it was. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. I found it to show you. I can show you from the sky. I can show you where the floods happened. I can show you where the ground collapsed. But the whole structure is still there. So you're but talking you can about. See all this. You can see the ground where the ground is raped by water. You can tell where the water went. And yep. you can tell where the ground collapsed. You can see the mountain that was just north. You have to go between the pillars of Hercules to get to it. The mm-hmm. mountain is up place the Atlas Mountains uh, everything that Plato had found out and put on in paper as far as how to get there I have seen I, I, I know where it's at yeah yeah and, and I, as, as soon as you mentioned Plato by the way um, I, I, I subscribe to uh, one thing from Plato and it's likely a character he called Socrates most uh most scholars agree that Socrates wasn't a real person. He was a character of Plato. Um, and basically, I subscribe to Socrates' quote, that is, I know I'm intelligent because I know I know nothing, and uh, 
I live by that every fucking day, dude. I'm an agnostic, and uh, that's why I love speaking to people, because I'd rather learn from people's experience than anything that's been documented. Uh, minus math, I guess, because most most of the math seems to be correct, but even that isn't a, uh, a certain. So, but uh, with that being said, he's big new six. He's cool. And he's caves. And we're the fuck out.